When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Hey guys, you know what time it is. It's time for yet another edition of the Blue White Breakdown podcast pen lives detailed look at everything all things penn state i'm bob flounders joined by david jones he is in his lair in downingtown i will not reveal the exact location even though i really want to actually i don't remember exactly where it is but yeah let's we're going to talk about james franklin's tuesday news conference want to know penn state is now up to number 13 in the coaches poll just released they get Ball State in their home opener Saturday at 3.30. Dave, how are you doing? I hope your dog Kaiser is doing well, and I'm glad to see you made it all the way back from Wisconsin. It was quite a weekend. Yeah, I, I'm just uh, – that's probably the last time I'm ever going to go to Camp Randall. We only see him about six, eight uh, – once every six or eight years. Yeah. And uh, I tell everyone I, may, I meet I, – I talk to a lot of Penn State fans there and some Wisconsin fans. Got a picture taken with the yeah. Wisconsin band, which is a terrific band. I think it's the best band in the league. Better than Penn State's? Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> better there than Ohio State's. Better than Ohio State's too. I mean, the opening and everything. Uh, they've got just just have style. Um, and uh, it was a it was a very good very good weekend, all things considered, except for my N95 mask. That wasn't too pleasant, but you know, got to do what you got to do. Yeah, <clears throat> you survived it. How's the dog? I, 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 the guys that are just listening, I think to the audio, I don't necessarily get to see. Uh, there are moments when Kaiser, your German Shepherd, jumps into the picture. For but for people who are actually watching the video version of this, I'm sure they look forward to it every week, as do I. He's just been taken by mom to the trail, so he has no use for me. He doesn't yeah. care about me anymore. I took him on our little trail through the woods, and I barely got in here in time because he was snort snorting and snuffling and digging for God knows what kind of varmint out there. But yeah, I got real him. quick, I know you have him on a new diet. You, you seem to think it's working out for him. It's the like raw diet, yeah. The, the raw have, you diet. Heard about, have you heard about the raw diet? Well, you it's were telling a, me about it. I'm trying yeah, to imagine a dog eating carrots. Yeah, I fed him carrots and peas along with some uh, loaf, uh, some some of that uh, fresh loaf they have, okay. and uh, uh, a raw egg this morning. <laughs> He's just like Rocky now. That's great. <laughs> you trade no him for a bite. You you just trying to get more him than one. Yeah, I think Rocky had five. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the dogs are not supposed to have more than one. But yeah, he's he's. Yeah. He's hale and hearty. He's a he's a healthy four year old. All right, all right, Dave, let's let's get to it. Uh, I, I'm sure you had a 
chance to listen in to James. Anything strike you about any of his comments? I, I have a couple of thoughts, but I'll start with you. Well, every, everyone's talking about, especially after that Louisville-Mississippi uh, game last night, yeah. everybody's talking about targeting, and they yeah. had a Big Ten crew on that game. I don't know if any, everyone knew that. I guess people probably know now after Lane Kiffin mentioning it at halftime, but huh. uh, I knew that was a Big Ten crew, and they're a little more persnicky, uh, would you say, than the average uh, Southern, <laughs> Southern crew. I don't think either coach was uh, used to that, but it is putting, you know, the, the rules are what they are. They've been put into effect and there is no way to get by that for the officials. You're putting the officials in a tough spot. Uh, they're always going to, as, as, as Franklin said, err on the side of player safety. Uh, I, I believe he said that if it had been him uh, wearing the official's hat, he probably would not have called the targeting on Ellis Brooks. Mm -hmm. But then he said, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> he said it. I know. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it comes down to this. I think they need to change the rule again so that there are fewer ejections. I saw, right. some, I think I saw right. a couple of examples in that game in Atlanta where the cases were not that egregious to warrant ejection, but the players were ejected. I, I think we... We need to go uh, another degree so that I, I didn't think Ellis Brooks's targeting warranted ejection, and he's not going to be able to play in the first half against Ball State because of it. Right. Uh, if it's the Auburn game instead, then it's a big it's it's a yeah. big deal. It might still be a big Ball State's not a bad, pretty good football team. <laughs> hey, good football team. They don't have any fat kids. Uh, <laughs> um, he's well, he's not going to be able to play and. I don't think it warrants that. So that's, that's my position on it. I think there, I think only the most egregious cases that yep. compare to spearing should, those should be reserved for ejections and suspension for the following half or, or, yeah. or that game or the, the only ones that should warrant that. Yeah. And you, uh, you I, to be clear, you, you kind of persuaded me that that was targeting in the middle of the game at first, you know, I see Brooks's. Yeah mask kind of brush the shoulder before he hits the side of the helmet of the ball carrier it's not a helpless ball carrier so he has to lower his yeah. head and use the crown of his helmet which i think he kind of kind of did you you talked me into it but i was kind of in a gray area on that call jones i talk you into a lot of things get used to it i talk hey, i gotta i gotta tell you but before we get to that i gotta tell you you really nailed that game because between the the nascar pace and the taking shots deep, it's yeah. true. I mean, yeah. they did exactly what you said they were going to do, and they won the game because of yeah. that. Yeah, although I did not pick the game correctly, I did have the spread right. But I'm sure Penn State fans are like, yeah, he didn't really nail the game. Yeah, did well, he? I, no, I he had didn't the, really nail the game. I had the under right, but does that matter? No, it doesn't matter. I had the stats right. Does that matter? No. Yeah. Uh, I want to just talk real quick just about uh, uh, Jordan Stout uh, because James James talked about him. Yesterday, when it was announced, he was named the Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week. I, I just jumped into the comments a little bit, and a lot of, not a lot, there, most of the people who reacted were not necessarily thrilled that he was named because they cited the fact that he wasn't able to make a short field goal, and I think he had a, uh, uh, one, of his, uh, one of his extra points. He joined the, the extra upright. point off the upright. It was, it's yeah. kind of like getting a Writer of the Year award for tweeting. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't call it that, but I mean, he, his punting was terrific and it was yes. a big, it was yeah. a big factor in field position. So I guess, was. I guess the big 10 poobahs are uh, compartmentalizing that award. Yeah. James and James did say, you know, on, on some of the kicks that failed, he pretty much strongly suggested it. Some of it might not have been Jordan's fault. There was a, a snap issue, an execution issue. Uh, when I think when the holder, either on the extra point or the field goal, put the ball down, the laces were at stout. And that's not the way that Penn State wants it to. But I'll, I'll just say this. Look, um, as the season goes on, Dave, I think it's going to be harder for Jordan to do this when the weather gets colder, you know, at Madison, it was a really nice day. There was no wind and he was just able to hammer, like hammer every kick. Not only Dave, were they, were they long, but they were also so high um, that it really, really bottled Wisconsin up. They always had a pretty long way to go. So even though they outgained them and out first down them, you know, they had to, it was a struggle for them to string together place to get into the yeah, red zone. I and thought they put the bed inside there. Flip the field geography constantly, you know, continuously, because yep. he, those his net punting average had to be like near record uh, <laughs> level, right? I mean, it wasn't just gross punts of fifty three and fifty five yep. yards. There weren't any returns either because they were so high. They were just yep. booming. Yes. Uh, they were like Ray Guy punts back in the days with the Raiders. Old um, number eight. Yeah. Um, I thought it was also interesting that Franklin said, uh, Jake Pinniger still has a tremendous future. We're going to need him eventually. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. What do you think that meant? We're going to need him eventually? Like if Stout keeps uh, doink, doinking yeah. uh, extra points? Uh, or what? And I, well, I, and I, I do think, Dave, that James talked about the fact that it is pretty rare to have one guy do kickoffs. Yeah, it's a big load. Kickoffs, punting, field, short field goals, long field goals, and they're very concerned uh, just about wear and tear on that leg. You know, if they're going to play a full season, which they're expected to do, you know, you could see some instances maybe where they feel like uh, if if Jake shows some good things in practice, they might they might give him a couple of shots just to kind of just just to kind of the pitch count, if you will, could come into play. Or well, what do you think? Know, short field goals and extra points? What do you mean? Well, I mean, last year they had they had Jordan Stout was just the long field goal kicker. Right. Pinger right. kicked all the extra points and the short field goals. I just think that if if Jake has a uh, if Jordan would continue to struggle, I think they would wouldn't hesitate to go back to Jake. But, they, but Franklin did said did say they chart everything in practice, Dave, and he won he won <laughs> the job. And he did he he thought that Jordan did a great job of not letting the missed kicks affect his punting i i get that i get it i get it but <laughs> but i just thought the wording of we're gonna need him eventually was kind i think of, he's just trying of, to encourage jake you know yeah I know that's the way i guess that's the way you have to read it yeah um, i do think by the end of the year there's gonna be a moment at some point hopefully where you are in the same space with james franklin and you're able to do maybe <laughs> his impersonation maybe we could get that set up because i i would love that because you have certain intricacies of his kind of how he does things down pretty good well if that if that happens then i'll be appreciative of the, of the opportunity and we will do that one thing you're going to have to implement or add to your uh franklin arsenal is, is his use of the word obviously i was just thinking that you know if i was either 
it at Penn State and I had like Tuesday off or I was just recently out of Penn State and maybe, you know, I, I was on vacation and I was going to I was going to listen to James Franklin's Tuesday news conference because it streams everywhere. You could play the obviously drinking game with James Franklin <laughs> and you could get pretty you could get pretty buzzed you're up. You're just looking for an excuse to play another drinking game <laughs> at some point, Bob. It's it's we're gonna you gotta have to grow have, up, Bob. You gotta, you gotta grow have up. to have an intervention about your drinking games. Uh, and, and, and to be honestly, I use the word like too much, way too much. But he he is he loves the word obviously, and I just you know I get a kick out of it when I listen to his press conference. But if you're gonna do James Franklin, you got you, that word's gotta uh, that's gotta be in your arsenal. All right. Well, obviously you're looking for a new opportunity for drinking games. That's what I would say. <laughs> Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our 12 locations. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Uh the, the, I, I thought the uh, trap game question yes. uh, was interesting from Ben Jones, um, sure. uh, whether he believed in trap games. And he yeah. said he did. He does believe in him. I do believe. I do believe. I do believe in spooks. Uh, and this this would kind of qualify Mac champions. Maybe yeah. don't take him too seriously. The Mac is probably, probably, obviously the the uh, <laughs> I would say that's the least uh, of the 10 major conferences yeah. uh, wouldn't you say that the says it's between the sun belt and yeah. the mac and uh it's, so that's faint praise winning the mac i suppose but yeah uh this this is a program that's i mean they played indiana pretty close uh, a couple of years ago uh before covid uh they played a tough game at nc state they're not someone you can take lightly they were right. seven and one last season so we got this game if there's not if this isn't a hammock a trap game i don't know what is because yeah, they're between sure. wisconsin and auburn uh do you take them does your team take them lightly he said he do, does believe in trap games if you're inconsistent in your approach yeah and you, the subtle things you say so that's the psychologist him in him uh coming up uh, so he said he tries to keep all the messaging exactly consistent down to people in the weight room and everybody else in the program doing exactly the same thing and saying the same things every week. So you could actually see him as, oh, anal, as anal as he is actually uh, instituting these mandates, you know, to, to the point of reminders. But see, you know, it didn't help him against Appalach Appalachian State was an opener, wasn't it? It was an opener. That was a seriously, just a seriously good team. That, that, yes, I think was. that was a better team than that. Satterfield, team. yeah. Yeah. That yeah. team they was were lucky to win that game. That's how Satterfield got the, the Louisville job. Yeah. Uh, but that team is better than this Ball State team. But you, you can't take anybody lightly. I think it helps that it's probably a 3.30 start rather than yeah. noon. Uh, there's nothing sleepier than a noon uh, yeah. non-con game against Youngstown State or, or one of those, you know, is, 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 yeah. is it takes guys a quarter to, to get moving. Also, you know, with, with uh, I guess Jesse Lucchetto will probably play middle linebacker the first half, right? Yes. You don't see any other option, right? I do not see any other option. It's Jesse Lucchetto or nobody. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah. Um, so I do think there's a silver lining to Penn State's 
erratic offensive day at Wisconsin. You know, they got it going in the second half. The first half was awful. I don't think you have to worry about Penn State's offensive players, you know, looking past uh, Ball State because they just they know that they, they did not get it done for 30 minutes against Wisconsin. I think that they're going to be pretty focused, and I'm pretty sure Mike Yurcich will get after them a little bit, and so will his assistants. Yeah, I would I would anticipate Ball State will do try all the things that Wisconsin did, except they're going to have Ball State players, so I don't know if that'll work. Yeah, uh, Wisconsin really, as you, as you said before the game, they're very good at disguising blitzes and then coming hard. They came almost every time up the middle, though, with their linebackers. Yep. Uh, they, they didn't come wide. Uh, they wanted to disrupt not only the running game, but get in Clifford's face. And I thought they were very good at doing that. So the adjustment was quick and it was good in the second half of starting to go wide. Runs yep. wide, uh, throws wide and yep. throws deep. So they, they, they did everything except uh, inside zone, and that worked pretty well. I mean, if you yep. get uh, 16 points in the second half, yep. and however many first, yep. what did they end up with? 11 first downs, so they got 10 in the first half, in the second yeah, half. 250 yards of offense. Yeah. It's just, I, and I know we're talking about this press conference with Dave. I just cannot, I don't understand how Wisconsin can have the ball for almost 43 minutes. <laughs> no. And, and they'll run 95 plays and only score 10 points. I just, I just don't get it, Dave. Talk me through this. I don't get it. Well, Bob, as you know, we emphasize explosive plays. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, you know. Yeah. If you're and, and Jerry Donardo was on TV talking about it also. Uh, the the days of yeah um, explosive play. Uh, the days of of possession play drives. Over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, possession time are over. However, if you have 29 first downs, that's the one. 29 first downs and you score 10 points. That's what's hard to do. I, I don't know that I've ever seen that. Yeah. Have you seen that? Because I haven't no, seen No, I just... I, I, that's about the I, three turnovers. Penn State's defense won the game. Credit to them. The offense woke up in the second half. But honestly, I, I know this is piling on. I just don't know what Graham Mertz was thinking well, at times in the red zone. I don't know. We were told, we, I was told by Jeff Patrikas, I can say now, the, uh, the uh, Wisconsin, yeah. terrific Wisconsin State Journal, uh, or, no, sorry, sorry, Milwaukee uh, Journal Sentinel uh, beat writer. Yep. For the game that he thought Jack Cohn yeah. was really, uh, at yeah. this point, a better quarterback than, than Graham Mertz. You're the much abused Jack Cohn from your standpoint, <laughs> I, would, I would add. Uh, and then in all, all in one day, we saw Jack Cohn uh, play almost flawlessly for Notre Dame against Florida State. And we saw Graham Mertz um, come up short in a lot of ways. So, so a couple of the turnovers were just inexplicable. Yeah. It, it wasn't like they were even exchanges. The one near, near the goal line on first and goal at the one, I mean, that really hurt. That was almost like a turnover. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just an inexplicable, the ball flew out of his hands. Uh, I don't know what you do as far as coaching with that, you know, hold on to the ball with two hands. He, he did. It just went, whoop, flew out of yeah. his hands. And it changed everything. It put the ball at the seven, second yeah. and goal. And with that offense, that's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. Uh, two, two personnel notes I wanted to get to uh, that James was asked about. Uh, Eric Wilson played most of the game at left guard, but they started Anthony Wiggin against Wisconsin. G in in season, James is not giving anything away. He said, we'll determine who's going to start 
based upon how they practiced and some other things. And we'll make that decision this week. To me, clearly, it's going to be Eric Wilson. I thought there was less. Uh, you got more snaps in the trouble. There was less trouble maybe yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, getting into the backfield and, and picking things up and adjusting, passing people off. There was less of that, I think, with him in the game. This is a veteran player who was very good at Harvard uh, in the Patriot League. Yes, it's not quite the Big Ten, but he was a solid player. Auburn was after him. He had initially committed, I think, to Auburn. Uh, they had the coaching change, and he, he, he instead kind of went with Penn State. I think this is a guy. He didn't even get to Penn State until summer camp. He's fit in quickly. I think they like him, and I think this is good. This is the smart move to go with him. I think he understands things a little bit better. He's got the experience. He's certainly got the size. I think moving forward, I think he's the guy, Dave, on the offensive line. And there was one other. Oh, he. It wasn't really personnel, but he did. He was asked late uh, by Nate Bauer about. Ellis Brooks. And I think we really probably got to really talk a little bit about him. He's, he's really grown as a player, you know, a couple of years ago, you watched him play and you're like, well, you know, you just don't know, you don't know what his ceiling's going to be. And you just don't know if he's going to get there, but man, he, he was really, really good against Wisconsin before the targeting call still had 11 tackles, eight solos. He had a sack in the first half. Franklin also talked about him being the quarterback of the defense, getting guys, you know, in the right spots, communicating, you know, they run a lot of different stuff and they have to adjust maybe, you know, to what Wisconsin's doing pre-snap. And he thought he did a great job. He said it was his best game as a lion. So I was, I was impressed with Ellis too, but your thoughts either on Eric, on Wilson or Brooks kind of moving forward. I think he reminds me a little bit of Jason Cabinda as far as a boss, a, yeah. a guy with a big personality who you, you, you never have any doubt who's running the defense there. Um, Jesse Lucada, I suppose, will do fine, but uh, he was only asked to play for a quarter before. Now yeah. he's going to be asked to play at the beginning. And a very, you know, it really is the guy who controls everything. Yeah. It's the control center of the defense. And it's not a position you just uh, <laughs> fall into and know exactly what you're doing. It's good that Lucada is a, a, a veteran player, but that's not an easy position to play. And he's going to have to play it for half. I know it's a Mac opponent, but still, I yep. think, I think it's something worth watching. Uh, as far as Wilson, hopefully now against, uh, this is not Wisconsin that they're playing. It's not Wisconsin's front right. seven. Uh, what I want to see is how the passing game gets going without all this pressure up front and, and Clifford just having to get rid of the ball which yeah. he did in a lot of the first half. Did they, I believe they had one first down in the first half. Is that correct? One first down, two rushing yards. Yeah. So I would assume that, that they can get some running game going and some continuity and flow in their passing game. And I would like to see how Clifford throws without people in his face all the time. We'll assume we will see that against Ball State. Yeah. Um, and and, and I, I, I don't know if that offensive line is what we think it was because Wisconsin threw a lot of stuff at him. Do you agree with that? I mean, I do, but I, I do think uh, as Wisconsin moves forward, I, I think they play uh, late September that they, they think it, they have Eastern Michigan this week, then they have a bye, And I, I think then they play Notre Dame. game. Yeah. I think uh, at a neutral site yeah. field. I, I, that'll be a really good indicator if they can kind of slow Notre Dame down too of just kind of what Penn State had to face. And not only that, it was, in, you know, the fans are back. So I, I can imagine early 
uh, in the game at Camp Randall that Penn State played. Between the noise and just the talent that Wisconsin had with their game plan and Jim Lenhart, I, I, I didn't think they would struggle as much as they did, but I can see why they were really scrambling at times in the first half. And then I think they got comfortable. Uh, you know, Yursich made some adjustments and, you know, I thought Wilson coming in was one of them and the game plan, you're right to make them defend the outside. And if you're going to blitz and we're going to pick it up, we're going to go over the top of your safeties because we don't really think that much of them. We have Jahan Dotson and you don't, that's what you saw. You didn't, I don't know that. I don't even know if, if Wisconsin, they might've had one sack or I, they just, they, it just didn't come that easy for them after halftime, after the adjustments. You, you have to make them play. You have to be able to play outside a phone booth. You know, yeah. they want you to play in a phone booth. That's what yeah. they're good at. Yeah. Um, I think you nailed also. I got to give you credit. I mean, I, yeah, I, you thought, you, I really thought you game, I thought you game planned that, that game about as well as anything you've done. Because also the matchup was Yursich against Jim Leonard. It was. And Leonard won the first half. Yursich won the second half. And they, they both did a great job. That was that was a terrific coordinator battle. And that was where the game was decided. Yeah. I, and I think that I really think that you look at you, you look at the scoreboard and you say, well, Penn State only scored 16 points. But I'm telling you, Dave, uh, I don't know if you're going to agree with me, but I don't know that any of maybe Joe Moorhead. I don't know if any other coordinator during Franklin's time would have gotten even would not have gotten Penn State situated in the second half the way that Yersich did. I think that Joe Moorhead probably would have done it too because he did it twice in 2016. They were getting stomped at Pittsburgh. He made some adjustments. They scored points that will in the second half. And in the Big Ten title game when they were behind 28-7, he didn't panic. They went after Wisconsin with deep shots. I think Mike Yersich is probably the only guy that could have designed the offense in the second half and have been able to adjust and communicate the adjustments in a short time to the players. I just don't, I think that he actually did a pretty good job, you know, in a very stressful environment in his first game. All right. Do you, do you treat fall state as a uh, tune up of the machine or do you, and, and, and pre preparation for Auburn, or do you treat this as a legit opponent and we want to beat them by 50? I think that I think it's going to be the latter. I, I do believe that. I think it's actually good that Penn State's offense is probably going to be a little uh, angry this week at the way they played in the first half. I think the Penn State defense, I, it's almost like it's two game plans, Dave, because what I would say is um, the thing that I would be worried about with Penn State's defense is the amount of time they spent on the field against Wisconsin. You know, they just can't, not that they would, but, you know, I think you're going to see them if they get a chance, you're going to see them use a lot more of their depth because that when you play, that's almost like playing two games in, in four quarters when you play that many snaps and they were contentious snaps. I mean, they were, yeah, that's, not, that's not just 95 snaps. That's 95 snaps with a lot of contact yeah, for, yeah. for that front seven and the safeties. Yeah, and I think that with Auburn on the horizon, I, I think big picture, I think it's almost if you're James Franklin, you're managing two different, factions differently i think the penn state offense is probably going to get you know they probably got read the riot act on the practice field this week but if you're if you're coaching the defense and you're franklin and you're brent pry i think you have to be mindful of how just how much effort was spilled to get that win because you just i don't i don't see how you physically bounce back as fast after you play a game like that so i think if you're franklin I'd almost try and take it easy on the defense this week, but I would definitely get after the offense because it was really 
two different performances. I'm, I'm curious to see how they'll have their legs this week after playing. I don't remember them being on the field ever for that many snaps in a game that didn't go in overtime. I, maybe you remember 2004, that. 2004, baby. I'm telling were you, I was telling actually, you. Were they actually on the field for 95 snaps? I think they had plenty of games that were, they were over uh, 85. That's Sounds like a good column, Dave. Yeah. You could look um, at it. I, I'd have to look at snaps on that. I'm, I'm not sure if we archived that that deeply on snaps of play. I think we, yeah, we, we could find that. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing is I, I, um, I, I would guess the optimum game plan for this is, you know, normally you're going to try to, to take some shots deep. Yursich is always going to do that with Jahan Dotson. Uh, but here you would probably, the optimum thing that you would want to do is 12, 14, 15 play drives, keep the ball, keep the defense off the field uh, with that objective and maybe keep the ball 35, 36 minutes so you don't overwork that defense. You like that? Yeah, my man, I do. I do like that. Um, no, but I, I think that if Penn State can get a lead, um, you will see them. Franklin also talked about, you know, the four-minute offense or whatever you want to call it. They, You know, the running game, just save for a few plays by Noah Kane and that offensive line in the second half, it just it just wasn't there. And I know that that's going to be something you're right. As much as they want to score and score quickly, create big plays. I yeah, do, you got to change this game. I, yeah. I do think they need to kind of dedicate you know, if they can, you know, so what if it's only four or five yards at a, at a clip or three yards at a clip? Right. We got, we got to get this. We have to, at some point, be able to run the ball against a pretty good defense. Ball State's defense is not bad. They have a lot of starters back. Uh, and Auburn's defense is big, deep, and athletic. So, yeah, I, I do think you'll see them approach this game differently if they can. Franklin's really weird about, he likes, you know, he keeps his start. He'll keep that quarterback in, even if they're up 30 points in the fourth quarter. But I, I, I'm curious to see what the running game is going to look like for sure. And I, I, I want to, I just don't know. I don't know how good Ball State is. I saw that. We'll talk about it uh, in our next podcast. We're going to have two this week where we kind well, of. They, they gave up some to points court. to the Leathernecks, baby. So I don't think their defense is that great. At yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll get into just how badly their, 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 their pass coverage was in week one. Things tend to change. But, yeah, we're going to get into that when we uh, do our next Blue White Breakdown podcast uh, that should go for a little bit later in this week. But, Dave, the time has flown by, as always with you. I want you to remember, if you're going to get that James Franklin impersonation tight, hopefully you take my advice fine-tune it because I'm waiting for the moment you get to spring it on him. I think he'll like it. But any other closing thoughts for you while, before we wrap up this edition of the Blue White Breakdown? I'm uh, happy to see fans back. I hope it works out. As yeah, well. that's another yeah. thing we'll probably talk about on Thursday yeah. is how, how, how stoked and how large the audience is going to be Saturday at Beaver Stadium. Yeah, I, I, hope, I hope everything works out as far as COVID. I hope, I hope we don't have super spreader events. And it's yep. outside. I think outside has always been different than inside. So let's let's be hopeful. All right, guys, that's it for this edition of the Blue White Breakdown. Penn Lies Penn State Football Podcast. David Jones and Bob Flanders. I'm Bob. That's Dave. We're signing off now, but you're going to hear from us real soon. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, 
Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey.